This is a Squiz podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Martin Gabor. It's Tuesday, the 29th of March. In your Sport Today, the NRL makes a call on George Burgess. Men's Golf has a new number one. March Madness is down to the men's final four. And the Aussie Sailors having a whale of a time. This is your Sport Today. We're starting today's show with Rugby League. Uh, the NRL said yesterday Dragons forward George Burgess is allowed to play even though he's involved in an ongoing criminal case. Gabs, they've decided not to use the no-fault stand-down policy yet. Uh, tell us what that is and why it's important. Yeah, well, that's probably the most important thing to know with this case. So the no-fault stand-down policy was brought in back in 2019, and it basically gives the NRL the power to suspend players before a verdict is reached if the criminal charge carries a jail sentence of 11 years or more. Now, it has been used in the past with Dragons player Jack DeBellin when he was stood down with pay during his rape trials for about two years. The Burgess case is a little bit different though. He was charged with sexually touching another person without consent and he's going to face trial next month. Now the NRL says they don't want to prejudice the trial so they're going to wait until a verdict is reached before they decide to hand down any punishment. Yeah, as you said, that trial is next month and Burgess is free to play for the Dragons. Until then, they actually play the Eels on Sunday. Gabs, one player who might not play for a while is Newcastle's Mitch Barnett. Yeah, he's been referred straight to the NRL judiciary. He was sent off for elbowing Penrith's Chris Smith in the jaw and Fez, he's facing a long ban. Barnett says that he'll plead guilty but fight that it was a careless act and not intentional. Now, that is important because an intentional act carries a much bigger punishment than a careless act. In other news, Parramatta's Ray Stone, he's out for the season after he tore the ACL in his right knee while scoring the match-winning try against Melbourne. Just incredible scenes down there in Melbourne. Scores the match winner and does his ACL at the same time. Uh, And that also means he's played his last game for the Eels because he's joining the new team, the Dolphins, in 2023. There's a new number one men's golfer in the world, and his name is Scotty Scheffler. Gabs, tell us about Scotty and how he got to number one in the world. Well, in short, he's won a lot of golf tournaments <laughs> this year. So yesterday, Scheffler won the match play tournament in Austin, Texas, and it was a bit of a redemption story for him because he lost in the final last year. Now, Fez, just six weeks ago, Scheffler hadn't won a tournament, but in the past 42 days, he's won three three events, and that's seen him pocket more than $8 million and set a new record for shortest time between first tournament win and also becoming number one in the world. Now, the guy that held that record, you might have heard of him, was a fella by the name of (laughs) Tiger Woods. Yeah, he did it about six times faster than Tiger Woods. (laughs) So uh, fair to say Scotty was emotional after the win because six years ago he was at the event as a college student and now he's winning it as the best golfer in the world. He's now a favorite to win the Masters next month at Augusta. Today's trivia question brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile. Who did Scheffler overtake to be the top-ranked men's golfer? Give us a clue, Gabs. Uh, He's very popular in Spain. Fair to say, he's a Spanish golfer. Find out the answer (laughs) at the end of the show. (laughs) 
to some tennis news now. And yesterday at the Miami Open, former world number one Victoria Azarenka abruptly quit her match in the third round. The move was called disrespectful by some commentators, but Gabs, Azarenka has said she shouldn't have taken the court in the first place. Yeah, so this happened in the second set with Azarenka down at 6-2, 3-love to 16-year-old Czech Linda Fruvertova. Azarenka, she told a chair umpire that she was done. She got her things and left the court before anyone really knew what was going on. Now, Azarenka, she's Belarusian and is competing under a neutral flag because of Belarus's part in the war in Ukraine. And after the match, she released a statement that said the last few weeks have been extremely stressful for her. She said she only competed here because of the great crowd in Miami and she hoped that they would be able to pull her through the match. She's also previously explained how the war in Ukraine has personally left her devastated. Yeah, Azarenka has said growing up, she's only known Belarusian and Ukrainian people to be friendly, so the war has been heartbreaking. She says she'll now take a break from tennis and hopes to come back. If you've been following college basketball in the US, then you know March Madness is down to the final four men's teams. Gabs, this is kind of like college basketball's Super Bowl. Take us through the big talking points. Yeah, well, the four remaining teams are Duke, Villanova, North Carolina, and Kansas. Now, this all started with 64 teams who were split into four groups where they were seeded 1 through 16. Now, the top teams here are supposed to make it to the end because they are the best, but three of the number one seeds were knocked out early. Kansas is the only one of them left. They're going to take on Villanova, but the other game is the juicy one. Duke coach Mike Krzyzewski, he's retiring after 42 years as their coach, and North Carolina is one of their biggest biggest rivals, and they did beat Duke just a few weeks ago in what was Krzyzewski's last game at home. Yeah, that was a pretty big upset. North Carolina was Michael Jordan's team at college. Uh, These four teams have won seven of the past 14 national championships, and you can watch both games on Sunday on ESPN and KO. There are two women's matches today to decide the final four on the women's side. The Aussies are having a whale of a time in San Francisco <laughs> after they won the Sale GP Championship in pretty crazy circumstances. Gabs, what happened over there? Yeah, look, you kind of gave it away a bit <laughs> earlier because there was literally a whale on the course and that forced the final to be restarted. Now, that was just part of a wild day on the water that saw a couple of big crashes, two races restarted and some crucial wind changes that affected most of the teams. In the end, the Aussie team, which is led by Olympic gold medalist Tom Slingsby, they beat Japan and the United States in the grand final to take out the title and a lot of money. Yep, they got a cool $1.4 million for the win. Uh, this was their second win in a row. The next season starts in May with the Bermuda Sail Grand Prix. We can't go without talking about one of the biggest stories in the world right now, and that would be the incredible scenes from the Oscars yesterday. Now, of course, we are a sports show, and it just so happens that after Will Smith slapped Chris Rock in the face for a joke about his wife, he won the Oscar for Best Actor for playing the father of two very, very successful tennis players. 
fair to say if you're an NRL fan and you saw Will Smith trending, that this story might have confused you a little bit. But Will Smith, <laughs> the actor, he won his first Oscar for playing Richard Williams, the father of tennis legends Venus and Serena Williams in the movie King Richard. Now, this movie follows how Williams raised his daughters to become two of the most successful tennis players ever. And Serena might just be the best female tennis player ever as well. Of course, the incident with Smith and Rock kind of overshadowed the whole event, but two athletes did walk away with an Oscar. Basketballers Steph Curry and Shaquille O'Neal, they were executive producers on the short film The Queen of Basketball, which is about Lucia Harris, who is the only woman to be drafted in the NBA. Yeah, she was taken in the seventh round of the 1977 draft by the New Orleans Jazz, but she was pregnant at the time and never tried to make the team. I put links to trailers of King Richard and Queen of Basketball in the episode notes and Smith Slap if you haven't seen it already and you want to watch it again. Time for Catch This, the stuff that caught our eye what's coming up. And tonight at 9pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time, Australia plays Pakistan in the first of three one-dayers in Lahore. All-rounder Mitch Marsh is out with an injury and wicketkeeper Josh Inglis has tested positive for COVID, so he's isolating now. That match is on KO and Foxtel. Gabs, what do you got? Well, make sure you get up nice and early tomorrow for the Socceroos' final World Cup qualifier against Saudi Arabia. Look, this game technically doesn't mean much because they can't automatically qualify, but it will be good practice ahead of their game in June against whichever team comes third in Group A. The game kicks off at 5am and you can catch it on Channel 10 or Paramount+. Plus. Nice one, Gabs. Uh, as for today's trivia question, brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile, who did Scotty Scheffler replace as the men's world number one golfer? You said this person is popular in Spain, Gabs, and that's because... He's Spanish, which kind of <laughs> helps, I guess, but it's not Sergio Garcia. It is, of course, John Rahm. John Rahm, who spent 36 weeks as world number one. All right, that's us done for today. I've got tomorrow off. Martin and Lucy will be with you tomorrow morning. I'll catch you then.